0: World podcast. I'm Steve Bartle, joined today by Paul Twala. Back again after his podcast debut last week. Man, <laughs> it was impressive. We had a, a lot of good feedback from your
1: uh, your first time on the show. Well, it's awesome. I I love being here, and you know, it's kind of fun just talking about something I'm so familiar with in sports and. You know, Utah Athletics.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you've been around the block or two <laughs> playing Utah football and stuff. So, um, man, lot to talk about in this episode. We're fresh off the NFL Combine this weekend. Nine Utes were in Indianapolis for the Combine. A Great showing for, for most of the guys there. There were some results we'll talk about and we'll break down and kind of project forward in terms of what that means for their draft status. I don't think anybody really... Hurt themselves this weekend mm-hmm, or anything mm-hmm. like that. I think most guys kind of check the box on, you know, who they are as as prospects and that kind of thing. So we'll we'll dive more into that and get your thoughts on on how the guys performed. Awesome. Um, and then it's March, Paul. Right. It's March. It's yeah. here. That means it's spring ball. Right. Spring ball is here, baby. <laughs> we're not talking March Madness. That's not what we're here to nah. talk about. But it's it's Utah football spring ball practice starts today. We'll be up on the hill. Monday, I think we can get up there at like three ten or something like that. For me, you could probably go whenever you want. I don't know. (laughs) Like you've got that access, access. Right. um, So yeah, that starts today. Fifteen practices. Mm -hmm. The red and white game April eleventh. When's the uh, When's the pro day? Uh,
1: Pro day is March twenty sixth.
0: March 26th, so, man. yeah. Just a couple more weeks. I'm telling you, bro, you're looking slim and trim. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. It's you're, that keto diet. You're down what? 30? 30, 30 <laughs> down pounds? 30 pounds. 30 yeah.
1: LBs, bro. Right. I'm just trying to, you know, the skinnier I am, the faster I am. So, yeah. You got it. You know,
0: <laughs> I see it. The beard's kind of trimmed down a little bit. The got hair's you. a little slicker. <laughs> trying to get a little more aerodynamic for that 40. Trying. I think I need to shave my legs to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right, man. Well, let's let's get into the combine list this weekend and uh and talk about what we saw and and you know just overall impressions when you were watching the guys and and for you what is that like seeing your teammates participate in an event like that at Mm -hmm. the nfl combine
1: well first and foremost i just wanted to congratulate all those guys yeah you know it's it's a great it's a great opportunity for you know the guys that i was able to see for these last four years see them really showcase their talent to the rest of the nation. Yeah. Uh, I feel like part of the Pac-12 nation was able to see what they were able to do on the field here, and yeah, they didn't have any shoulder pads or they weren't hitting anyone, but they were really able to show showcase their talent, showcase you know what they've been working so hard for. So first and foremost, congratulations to the boys uh, doing an awesome job. But back to your question, um, it's it's you know it's it's something that every kid or every college athlete wants to be a part of the, yeah. the combine. You know, you're not really trying. I think really going into your senior year, like, oh, okay, if I if I have a pretty solid year, if I'm, you know, doing the best I can, hopefully I'm going to get to get an invite to the combine. And so I know a lot of the boys are really excited just to get that opportunity to go to Indianapolis to really because it's something they've seen, you know, for years and years and years. There's NFL people that make their name there. Um and at the beginning of the show you talked about how no one really hurt their drafts or their draft stock or you know didn't do anything to hurt them which is which is exactly right. A lot of the people showed out. Javelin ran a 429. <laughs> Just speedy. Dang. I don't think anyone one of the bull or anyone really was surprised too much about that though because everyone knows that like he ran he ran track in Texas. And in California. State and records yeah. in
0: Texas and California. And won them. And yeah. won them. And so
1: you have to be pretty fast to be able to win both in Texas and California. And so for him to really go out there, you know, not too many people know about him. Know about him but I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people know about him now
0: yeah you know let's let's talk a little bit more about that because Javelin, like you said, a lot of people didn't really know about him he just right. he didn't have the notoriety that that you know being an early entrant mm-hmm. that he is compared to Jalen Johnson. a lot more people uh, people are a lot more familiar with Jalen johnson and right. and what he's bringing to the table in terms of being an n f l prospect compared to Javelin but I think with what Javelin was able to do this weekend not only running a four two nine in the forty, but his bench press at twenty one reps. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw a tweet that it was the highest amount of bench press reps for a player that's run sub four three, which is impressive. And and I think what that does for him is that forces talent evaluators, scouts, coaches to go back to his tape and, and more thoroughly comb through mm-hmm. his film and kind of digest and, and see what his potential really is, where he's at in his game. Being a an early entrant like he was without the notoriety, without, you know, being named first team all-pack 12 like Jalen was. You know, it's easy for talent evaluators to kind of go through film and just be like, okay, you know, he's he's quick out of his breaks here, he, he's good at diagnose here, his his footwork is okay here, but with these types of numbers it forces them to go back and really kind of dig deep mm-hmm. into why and and what is what is his true potential like and i think for him that's the biggest benefit to this weekend is now coaches and and scouts are going to go back and watch his tape for a second and third and fourth fifth sixth time to get a better feel for for his game
1: exactly and you know javelin javelin deserves this recognition javelin really does you know, everyone deserves to know. You know, javelin K. Gidry's name, yeah. out there just because. Yeah, we saw him run that 4:29. Yeah, he he benched really well, but like you said, they're going to be forced to go back to the film, go back to where he did his work, the majority of his work, and they're going to see that. You know, he's he can he's, play, he can play, he can play. He's not just speed, he's not just strength, but you know, he can cover, he can do all these different things that they're they're going to want him, they're going to ask of him. And, you know, I'm just super
0: proud of Javelin. For sure. So Javelin, I think, without a doubt, the biggest winner of oh, of yeah. the nine guys that, that attended this weekend. Um, really, you know, his name was, was all over Twitter, was all over, right. you know, the social networks, NFL.com, ESPN.com. His name was everywhere. And it was mm-hmm. good to see that for him because yeah. he, you know, Nickelback playing that slot role it's tough because it's you you're going up you're matching up against a variety of players mm-hmm. and yeah i mean you're going to give up some catches because you're you're facing an equally dynamic athlete mm-hmm. um, that's where offenses are trending towards featuring the slot position and mm-hmm. getting some mismatches there and and for him to have that, to you know, after the way the the season ended, I think for him was kind of on a sour note. Right. You know, in the bowl game, I think for him this was a big boost for his confidence too. Moving forward, I think. Yeah, and you know, but javelin did
1: kind of like what you were talking about early. People are going to be forced to go back to where he did the majority of the work. Yeah, we he didn't. We didn't end on the best of notes, but there's a lot of things, a lot of great things in his games that. That he can expound on, but other things, you know, just small little technical, you know, issues there yeah. that he can fix as well. But, you know, you you take, you know, him just getting a, a an invitation to the combine is awesome. Tremendous. Because, yeah, it's awesome because, like you said, no one really knew who he was. Yeah, they knew like a little bit about, you know, he, he does this well, he does that well. But just to get a combine invite and then to be able to show out in that, mm-hmm. awesome,
0: yeah, tremendous. You know, and I think an equally, maybe not equally, because you know you didn't have the social buzz that 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 Jab did. But I think Terrell Burgess also oh. did a great job yesterday. Yeah. running the the four four was it? What was it officially like four it was four like nine? A
1: four 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 nine, and then his first one was a four four nine, and then his last one. His second one was a 445 I
0: believe it was. Officially 446. 446. Yeah, 446 officially which is tremendous and you know considering where he's at uh with his his weight 202 pounds, moving 446 that's impressive for a defensive back safety. He put up 20 reps on the mm-hmm. bench press uh just an overall good showing 10 2 in the broad jump which kind of uh you know it, it points to his explosiveness his uh-huh. hip um, explosiveness and, and that kind of thing. So I think he had a really good day and really kind of solidified his rising stock that he was able to kind of create at the Senior Bowl as well.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, Terrell. Terrell did a great job. We call him Relly. <laughs> R- or Relly? Ruffle Rufflehead. Rufflehead. <laughs> we we like to call him. But he he uh, just like everyone he he showed out. Just yeah. When when I saw that four four five or yeah the official four four six time. I was kind of blown away, yeah, I knew he was fast, but a four four six is it's is impressive it's it's very impressive, and so big shout out to to Terrell to really putting you know him and Julian yeah, Julian didn't you know participate in the combine, but having those two safeties back there, having them you know do what they do and and kind of show the nation what they did while they were in uniform awesome for them, but another thing that that I think scouts really took into account with Terrell was um. Just how just how fluid he was when in the interview process, Uh, I heard he had a really good interview process when they were interviewing him. He was articulate. He was he was poised. He was, you know, eloquent in his speech. And that's just a testament to not only the stuff he's done on the field, but you know, in the classroom, the person who he is, you know, how his parents raised him, and so it's when people think of the combine, people just think about oh, the numbers that they're putting up, the and, underwear and, test, yeah, yeah. And, you know, oh, like he looks good with his shirt off, <laughs> and you know, he's got you know, a six pack instead of a four pack, you know, just different yeah. stuff like that, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the, what the GMs are looking for is if they can carry themselves well, how they are off the field, and that's you know, he. He demonstrated just how you know his his upbringing, how yeah. he was up thank, thankful to his parents. Really, he shouted out uh, safety, pride, Coach scally and so um, yeah. Terrell did a great job in the interview process, really
0: showing his his articulation and stuff like that. That brings up an interesting topic because another player uh, was <laughs> <Brad>. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with yeah. this. Uh, you know, for you guys would. Like, Brad, he's so funny. And I think that's the (laughs) thing is, like, people just don't know him. Uh When you – I'm assuming you saw the the tweet or whatever it was talking about how he's a meathead and how some scouts are are turned off by that Mm -hmm. because he can't articulate his thoughts quickly enough. Like, to me, that is so stupid. Right. Like, turn on the tape that's articulate that's the, <laughs> the only articulation i need to see right. is him getting after the offense tackle getting after the quarterback and for you guys like as players like is that frustrating like what do you think when you see that kind of stuff <laughs> well, it's funny because Bradley,
1: Bradley, in the sense of the word, is a meathead. He doesn't he doesn't <laughs> articulate his words, you know, as fast as, sure. as you want him to. But he'll get it done. Like he'll he'll talk to you, and it might he might not use you know the the greatest variety of vernacular. the Terrell Burgess vocabulary. Right, like his vernacular isn't as as spectacular as Terrell's. But like you said, put on the tape. That's all you really need to see. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need to see. What he does well, what he does great, what he does exceptionally well. And then the stuff he needs to work on. Um, But Bradley, yeah, he's – you see him. And then you're like, okay, he's he's got the build. You hear him talk, you're like, oh, okay, this this is this this is different. But then you see him play, you're like, okay, now, now I get now, it. Now,
0: now I get it. I get it. Right. That was just, yeah. You just, you, I saw that, and I literally rolled my eyes so hard because uh-huh. I, like, don't overthink this, scouts. Like. Right. Watch the tape. That's all you need to see with this guy.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, I can also see where the scouts are going are are coming from as well. You you know, as a, as an NFL player, I don't know this, but as an NFL player, you have obligations to the media where you're talking about them. Where sure. essentially you're you're representing your corporation, your team, the team that drafted you, and so to have you know someone that's very articulate or not very articulate, you know, it's it's. It's it's dumb, but I could also see where they're coming from.
0: Sure, and you know, and I think Bradley has proven, and and I think his exposure being at Pac-12 Media Day, mm-hmm. like I remember listening to him answer questions there too, and mm-hmm. you know, he represented the the University of Utah in such a good fashion. Oh, I yeah. think you know that, uh, you know he'll take a second to think about your question, which I I find... Which is good. Yeah, Yeah. like I find that more valuable that he actually cares enough about Mm -hmm. the question to think about it a second, let it simmer for a minute up there, let the meat simmer, you know, uh, a little bit, and then genuinely answer your question. I, I think, I you know, I don't care that he yeah. takes a second or right. two to, to actually think about it, but you make a great point that yeah. you know for some NFL teams and organizations, like yeah, there may be a concern there. Right? There's, so, it,
1: it isn't going to hurt his draft stock. Though. No, it not should not at all.
0: Not at all. But you know, he ran four nine three, which mm-hmm. you know you see that and you are like, oh, okay, that's that's not great. Mm-hmm. But his his ten yard split one six eight seconds, like that's impressive. And I, you know, and you see the other defensive ends that ran AJ. What's his name? Epinesa. S- Epinesa. Yeah. You know, he ran like a 5-1. Yeah. But he's he was considered one of the top 20 talents in the NFL draft coming right. in. And it's just fascinating that when you evaluate these guys in terms of who they are on the field and then, you know, how much stock do you put into the combine? I, I find that an interesting conversation.
1: Right. I, I read a thing this this or this past week that I was talking about just you know this track meet that the that the combine in how it isn't really relatable to the real football, but in some sense it is you know if it didn't really relate to the football field they wouldn't do it it's not like they would just want hey let's let's put a bunch of grown men in their underwear and see them run around right it it has it does translate. Somewhere in the football field,
0: now, does I think it... I think Chase Young said it best. Like, I'm not a combine yep. athlete. I'm an NFL athlete, and I exactly. think that's to your point.
1: Exactly, and so he makes a great point. There, yeah, a lot of people are going to do really, really, really well in this combine, but then you turn on their tape, and then you're going to be like, oh, well, where was this? And then there's going to people going to be people that don't run, you know, a four or five, um, like Bradley. He runs a four nine but then you put it on the film and you're like, "Oh, that 10-yard 1.68 burst, that is Good s- luck. that is second to none." Yeah. And so um, yeah, it's just it's it is different how people kind of evaluate, you know, what they see on the field and what they see numbers-wise. But what I think a lot of the scouts are doing is, you know, they're going to go back they're they're going to they're going to compare what they see on the field, what they see on the on the you know, at the combine and then they're going to be like, "All right, let's 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 intersect let's let's go back let's reevaluate everyone and you know it's 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 just different
0: yeah you know it adds context right. and, and and a deeper value to what you're evaluating on on tape mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing for and and that's you know when we talk about checking the box you know yeah like we mentioned at the beginning of the show a lot of these guys just check the box because Evaluators have a good idea of who these players are. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of these guys, the athleticism, the numbers that they posted pointed to the players that they are. I think Zach Moss is a perfect case uh, of that type of thing. When you watch Zach Moss, he's got a great burst. He's he's sudden. He's quick. He accelerates really well. Mm -hmm. But he lacks that top-end speed, Right. right? And I think... You know, his 40, his shuttle numbers and and all of that. And and he was dealing with an injury, and I think that's the most important thing to keep in mind when you're looking at Zach Moss and, and the numbers that he posted at the Combine. Um, but none of his numbers, his numbers are, are essentially just, this is what we evaluated on right. tape. Mm-hmm. At least for for me, you know, he's, he's quick. He's not a... a a home run threat from anywhere on the field. Mm. Although he had some big runs, that 90-yard run, you know, that's plenty of speed. And I think it's just interesting to have that conversation about the numbers and how they just kind of verify what you're seeing on tape.
1: Right. And so there's a funny story about Zach, actually. We were playing Oregon State. We were playing Oregon State in Orlando, Umana. He, like four plays in the game, he got a targeting call. (laughs) And then all I hear (laughs) is, Paul, get out there! And I'm just, you know, my coach, I'm not even but you know I strapped my I head just, on I just sat down coach right and then we score like three plays later and then the next drive like we're we're backed up on their five or their 10 inside their 10-yard line and then it's an outside zone to the left i remember and Zach just bounces it and goes all the way down for like 91 93 yards i forget 91 91 yards and so like he's one of my good friends and so as, as soon as i as soon as he, he got out in the open, I just started sprinting. I'm like, yeah. And then I realized, dang, I'm catching up to this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, dang, my, my 40's not that bad, and so I'm catching up to him. And I'm like one of the first people to go and give him a, a huge <laughs> hug. And, and I'm like, all right, Zach, it's either I'm very fast or we got to work on something. Feel good percentage. about yourself. <laughs> feel good. But yeah, like like you said, like... Zach's not gonna run like a four four. He's not gonna you know impress you in these different things, but he is gonna you know once they put on pads, he's gonna run over. he's yeah. gonna run over a lot of people. And not only that, but like his elusiveness in the backfield, you know, there's a lot of plays that us as a O line, we could have blocked a lot better on. We we let some leakage pass by, and um, he would just his spin move as yeah. soon as he got the ball, just booms a little spin move, and just to create more time and create holes it's It's awesome to see, and he's the main reason him and Snoop were main reasons why us as o blocked we looked you know fantastic at times. It's very easy to have you know to look good as an o block when you're blocking for for people that can make up for your for your shortcomings,
0: yeah, absolutely I think. For Zach, that's his biggest asset is his ability at the li- at the line of scrimmage, right? right? Because it's not going to be pretty in the NFL. It's not going to get any easier. Yeah. And I think that's where he translates best is because, you know, he understands how to read and react quickly at the line of scrimmage and identifying where the green grass is. Mm-hmm. And I think he also has a nice little knack of influence influencing the second level. Yeah. And I think that's something that you can't really coach. It's just kind of like a a natural instinct.
1: A, yeah, it's just a thing that you have. There's a lot of times in during Monday morning film where Coach Harding would be like, "All right, you see how Zach is going this way and the and the Mike linebacker is is going to shut off the hole, but no, Zach knows like if he like influences him this way, he's yeah. going to cut outside." And so, as an offensive lineman, it's just so cool to see, you know, positions other than ourselves having to think, you know, very very critically like oh if i make a move here then they're gonna go there like it's 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 awesome to see or it was awesome to see how zach was able to just influence no one wants to go head up with zach they're gonna try to you know i believe it yeah no one's gonna want to do that and so knowing that he has that in his tool belt like oh if they do fill this hole i'm just gonna run you over and that's what they're you know it's it's awesome to see how he's able to put two and two together
0: yeah yeah, so you know, with Zach, he posted a four six five officially, which yeah. is a good time. That's yeah. a good yeah. time when you look at the combine results of the, over the last few years. You know, there are running backs, mm-hmm. uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah. You know, if, you know if he's not smoking weed, yeah. You know, and getting in trouble with the law, like he's one of the top backs in in the league. Exactly. You know, Kareem Hunt was a four six three four six five guy. David Singletary out of out of. Iowa State went to the Chicago Bears in the third round. He was a four six five. Benny Snell is at the the Pittsburgh Steelers. James Connor at the at the, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers also four six five. Both mm-hmm. those guys four six five. I think there's a lot of being made about his his forty time, mm-hmm. and there shouldn't be yeah. because it just verified who he is uh, as an athlete, and he has the tape, and that's that's the best thing about him is that his game isn't reliant on speed mm-hmm. it's just it's it's all about his instincts his footwork and just his natural yeah, just running ability
1: exactly and not only did he do really well you know he had i think it was 19 bench press reps he you know he did he did okay in a lot of drills but uh one drill that i think he he really you know open some people's eyes on are the are the route combinations that they were mm-hmm. able to run there on the routes that they ran hit how just how fluid his hips are how how active his hands are as well and just how he's able to track the ball and uh you know tuck and turn or turn and tuck it uh you know as soon as the ball touches so it was, it was awesome to see him showcase not only his running ability but also his you know how he can come out of the backfield and be a threat that way
0: so a lot of the Utes had a good, good experience this weekend at the combine. Jalen Johnson had a had a good Sunday yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really showed well in the drills and, and showing his hip mobility and, and fluidity, uh, which is great. Lucky Foto John Penicini, uh both showed an, an, enough. I yeah. think Lucky Foto kind of showed his athleticism running a five. What was it? Five one. A five
1: one one. I think.
0: Jeez, three hundred thirty pounds—the heaviest defensive lineman running that. Good grief!
1: Honestly, I am not going to be shocked if he hits a four nine at the com- that's Dude, I was so expecting that because I was hoping. I do not because I expect a lot of the the U boys that you know did okay mm-hmm. at their at the combine. I, I expect them to to blow those numbers out of the water come March twenty sixth. I expect Lucky to you know to do really well, mm-hmm. high four nines, low five 0s um, I expect them to do a lot better 'cause just because they're more comfortable. It's not. A, yeah. I mean, it's a high stress environment, but it's not high, super high stress where yeah. you're seeing like everyone just just on you if you're not doing anything right. And so expect them to be a lot more laid back, and mm-hmm. with that, laid you know, with that laid back, with that, you know, with that comfort that they're feeling back in the uh, at the facility at the U,
0: they're gonna they're gonna show out. So. Uh, what did you make of the combine schedule? Did you like the fact that it was later in the evening and and kind of like it felt like it was made more for TV this mm-hmm. year? And I didn't like that.
1: It was, it was different. Yeah, that's what I would say. It was different. I feel like a lot of the boys came in expecting one thing and they got a totally different, a totally different thing. Um,
0: but and I, and it was I think, different. A lot of the, there were a lot of injuries this year that more than I ever remember there being in the combine was Mm -hmm. just a lot of soft tissue injuries, a lot of tweaks, a lot of strains, and that kind of thing. And I, I just wonder, you know. Is it necessary to turn the combine into a TV event? You know, mm. I I like just having it having it on uh-huh. and just running. Like I don't need to have things wait for commercial break exactly. and that kind of stuff and exactly. I just, you know, I hope the NFL goes back to how they had it before, just yeah. middle of the day, let it run and and cut it up later on in the day. Right and i think it's better for the the athletes as well because that's that should be priority number 1 is how are the athletes performing uh-huh. you can't perform your best if you're taking you know 5 minute breaks in between each drill and and you cool down and you kind of stiffen up a little bit that's right. that's not going to help you perform
1: yeah just it's it was a different way to do it maybe i mean they had a new sponsor. They had Under Armour or uh, New Balance. Yeah, New Era or New Era. I yeah, was what like, you make of that? What the heck? Yeah, it was it was just different. It was different, like I said.
0: Uh, if I were a player, I would be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting some nice Under Armour gear, some Nike gear, but nah, it's New Era. What the hell? Well, the thing is, they heck. still get the. I forget they, this is KSL. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they still get the. They still get as much gear as they want oh, okay, after okay. talking with them. They still get you know. There's still little pop ups. With you know the Nike with the with all that and so they still did I'm they just, are they bringing you back something they better hell yeah they yeah, better bring me some stuff you know <laughs> I'm not a three XL anymore so I might need to hit that two XL <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah it it was different to see but um, yeah. It's. I'm expecting maybe Nike, maybe Nike to sponsor the event or something. Yeah, come you on, know, man. Yeah, what are we doing? We handing out hats over yeah, here. Yeah. What What is this <laughs> about? What are we What
0: are we doing here? But no. Once again, it's it's awesome to see them show up for real. So shout out to the you boys at the NFL Combine. You guys did your thing. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and on the other side, we're gonna talk some spring ball. Spring ball starts today. Mm-hmm. You excited, Paul? I'm
1: excited. I'm excited to see all the boys. You know, after a long. Winter workout show
0: <laughs> to see what they can do. So we'll take a quick break. But first, a quick reminder Nate Wade Subaru is the official sponsor of the It's Utah's World podcast. We appreciate the guys down at Nate Wade Subaru. Uh, catch them at 1207 South Main Street in Salt Lake City, Utah, 84111. They're open till 6 p.m. almost every day, pretty sure every day. Uh, except Sunday. So every day, except Sunday, head on down to Nate Wade Subaru. If you're looking for a new or used car, whatever you may need. I know one guy is going to be looking for a new car. Tom Hackett. <laughs> Welcome the new baby boy into the world. So shout out to Tom. Head on down to Nate Wade Subaru. They'll get you taken care of. Welcome back into the It's Utah's World podcast. Quick reminder, Tom Hackett is out of commission just welcomed in a new baby boy to the world. So shout out to Tom and wife and little baby boy. I don't think they have a name yet. You know if they have a name yet, Paul? I don't think, or I think so. There should be a name, but I'm not sure. Tom's kind of you know he's he kind of goes about his business a little differently <laughs> than the rest of us. So I don't know. Uh, but uh, if you missed the first segment, we talked a lot about the NFL Combine, how the boys performed, and uh, and and. You know, I think a lot of the guys did well, and now we turn our attention to spring ball. Utah is going to be back on the practice fields later today. That's the first practice of spring ball. They'll be back on the field around three o'clock mm-hmm. um, so Paul, now that you're moving on from the pro now that you you know you're you're done with football, you're moving on into your second career right what what's this like for you spring ball is is different spring ball is is awesome
1: in regards to me it's just it's cool to see you know it's like, cool obviously not for me to be in it just because my body doesn't hurt as much <laughs> but it's it's awesome to see you know just how younger guys are taking taking leadership roles and how yeah. they're able to you know really r- rally and bring the team together so
0: that's okay. That's good, man. Yeah. I, you know, not that I'm concerned because I mean, obviously you're you've got it all together. But you never know, right? You, <laughs> I, you know, I just want to make sure that you know I care about you, you, the individual. You, you know, <laughs> so Utah is back in action. Um, obviously, they have to replace a lot of players, a lot of guys right. moving off from the program, a lot of big time producers, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, the offense returns plenty of skill players. Running backs, offensive linemen, and the quarterback battle is going to be a fun one to watch through through this, these next few weeks with Cameron Rising and Jake Bentley going at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, where should we start? Where do you want to start with, with spring ball? Let's start, well, just because
1: I'm very biased and it's my favorite position. Let's start with the offensive line. Let's go! I think let's, it's it's their anchor. I think it's their anchor for this upcoming season. Um, just like any other season, that's where that's where the ball starts moving, mm-hmm. um, and so I'm expecting to see a lot from from their their spring captain Orlando Umana, their center. Um, I think he's doing a, a great job. Just from the things I've heard, I've heard he's done a great job with the offense. You know, not only with the offensive line, but really showing just how just how the offense should work. Um, him as a center, he's he's kind of the quarterback for the line, Mm -hmm. kind of telling them, hey, this is we should rip it, we should slide
0: it here, we should, you know, this is the point. Um, and so, how difficult is that for a center to be able to identify and then, you know, make the correct calls in terms of protection and, and blocking schemes and that kind of stuff?
1: Well, it's honestly not that hard. It's not that hard just because Coach Harding drills it in us a lot he mm-hmm. expects us to know he always talks about how he believes we're very smart and so i mean to, case in point paul <laughs> case in point point. and so orlando's done a great job for us these last three or two three years um you know just really guiding us to to put us in the best situation possible um but talking as an offensive line they have a lot of starters with a lot of Experience coming back. We got Simi Moala back at right or left tackle. uh, Very lengthy player. We got Braden Daniels. Braden Daniels is is has gotten so much stronger. It is ridiculous. He was already strong. He was already strong. But I've just heard just through the grapevine he was putting up like thirty three reps at uh, you know at. At the 225, he was locking him out.
0: Yeah, I heard that a lot over the weekend. Lock it out. Yeah, lock, lock it, was, it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got you know, just yeah. want to make sure he's getting full yeah. extension
1: that they're counting. But he's <laughs> his lower body. He's explosive. He's he's knowledgeable. Uh, let's see who else. There's a lot of obviously we have Nick Ford. Nick Ford's just a brawler. He mm-hmm. loves that physicality. He brings that edge um, that the that every offensive line needs. So he's that edge person. And then we got other people like Keaton Bills, Johnny yeah. Maya, Paul Miley, all these different other players that have had experience in the past. And it's going to it's gonna help the offensive line and the whole offense, you know, really gel together, I think, having so much
0: experience. So with the offensive line, right. what needs, in your opinion, when you're, you know, biased or unbiased, however you want to go about this. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're evaluating the offensive line now, what needs to happen between now and April 11th? I think what really needs to
1: happen or or what's really important is the development and and the need and the want that a certain player needs is is Bam. I think he's a a very big factor in just how yeah. um this season will go. And so knowing Bam He's he's a physical guy. He's he looks the part. He does all, you know, he's he's strong. He does all this different stuff. But he knows he knows the stuff he needs to work on. And so mm-hmm. I think if he really dedicates himself this spring, if he really, you know, slims down to what he's what he needs to be. I was talking to him this morning after he was working out. He was on the stair stepper cuz he's on something ah. called something called Cardio Club. Ah, the Cardio Club. Right. And so you know, if he's able to slim down, get his feet right, really buy into the program, really buy into okay, this it's it's not about me, it's about everyone else. I think he's gonna have a breakthrough season. I think he's gonna lock down one of those tackle positions and um it's gonna be it's gonna be some hard sledding for a lot of the teams if he's able to really um be the player that everyone thinks he can be.
0: I wanna ask you about a player you've already mentioned, Nick Ford. Yeah. Um A tremendous athlete for Mm -hmm. a player of his stature, his size. Mm -hmm. He's smart. He plays with a little bit of an edge, like you mentioned. Right. Uh, Maybe a little too confident at times. Just, just or the right amount of confidence. Just the right I amount think. of confidence. Actually, I don't know. he's very confident in you himself. Were,
1: you were, right about the first one.
0: Just a little <laughs> bit
1: overconfident.
0: Just, just a little, just a little bit. We well, can say that about it. Nick, Nick knows, you know. Nick knows where, you know. he's, yeah. he's where he's at. Uh-huh. But for him, what, what is one thing that Nick can work on to really improve his game? Okay so I'll, I'll talk about two things he can both okay. mentally oh, and physically overachiever over
1: here, Paul. <laughs> All right. So mentally he just needs to I don't know Nick has always been a very physical, very smart player as well. Yeah.
0: He's he He's so bright.
1: Yeah, very smart, very articulate as well and you know, but mentally he sometimes he has like this break where he where he I don't know there's just like a mental block in his head where I don't know. It's hard to explain where he just can't do something, and then he kind of gets mad about it, and kind of yeah, just frustrated, and it just shuts him all down. Um, but I've seen just in these past couple months that he's he's really being able to to hone in himself. He's really able to hone that in and uh, kind of use that mental instability to and focus that into you know physicality. Yeah. And so that's one that's one area I think he can you know focus more on is really um, applying himself and, and not being rattled too easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing I think he can work on as well as is, is what everyone needs to work on is is pass blocking. Yeah, pass blocking is obviously it's very hard, especially because you're moving backwards, someone's you know, moving someone or someone else is coming full speed at you. It's a hard thing. And so um, just getting hands inside, just little te- technical technical things when it comes to the nuances of offensive line is just not only what Nick needs to improve on, what everyone needs to improve on. Right. But the trajectory for Nick is out of this world, I yeah. think. I think just because he's, a you know, one of my best friends, I honestly think if he has – the same year as last year, or a little better. I think he could he could leave this year,
0: right? And and that's I bring him up because I believe he has that type of potential right. to be an early entry guy because he is smart. Mm-hmm. he is athletic he does have that edge that nastiness that you love to see in offensive linemen mm-hmm. particularly the, the interior guys oh yeah um, you know you gotta be a different mindset when you're going up against the guy 320 pounds <laughs> you know that just wants to go through you and not around you exactly and, and so you gotta have the right mentality so I think and Nick Nick knows he's got that type of potential I think drawing that out of him is gonna be fun to see over the next year or so yeah. in terms of, of the growth that he makes um so offensive line is key. Right. Quarterback, Ooh. that's also key, right? And and I think Utah, moving on from Tyler Huntley, we saw the best version of Tyler Huntley this year, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You talked about his ability to make guys miss and, and avoid the sack and make you guys look a little better and, yeah. and cover up some of your mistakes. Uh, but it was his ability, his arm talent. And, and his ability to recognize where the opportunities were uh, and, and find the right guy. And I think that's going to be fascinating to see who steps up in his place and is able to kind of take on the mantle as, as the signal caller for Utah.
1: Exactly. And I think a lot of the responsibility really lies on, you know, Coach Ludwig. Right. And we saw what Coach Ludwig was able to do with just one year with with Snoop with. Tyler, mm-hmm. um, he was able to really refine it. S- Snoop has always been able, has always had the talent, but you know, really having Ludwig, I think, really hone in on him and really focus on, you know, okay, you don't have to do this. This is a good look, but this is a better go from a good look to a better look. Yeah, is something that that Snoop really needed, and so you know. There's a lot of new quarter. There's a couple of new quarterbacks that a lot of people aren't really used to hearing, like the Cam Rising's. Obviously, people know the Jake Bentley's and the you know Drew List got in there for a little bit as well. But this, yeah, this season, yeah, the offensive line can block forever, and all these people are the wide receivers can have the crispiest and the best looking routes. But it's really going to be. Interesting to see who's the quarterback that gets them there. Who's the quarterback that gets the ball at the right spot at the right time, and so I think it's going to be really a a battle of, of Jake Bentley and Cam Rising. I yeah, those two have really cemented their names into the you know the the future of of the Utes, and so
0: it's going to be an interesting battle with those two. And I'm glad that you brought up Ludwig because we now enter year two right. under Andy Ludwig, uh, which we saw just how, just the difference he made in year one was mm-hmm. unbelievable right. um, in terms of what he was able to do with the offense. It became one of the most explosive offenses and one of the most efficient offenses with the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, for For you guys as players, is do we make enough about being familiar with the playbook and with the scheme and with an offensive coordinator or do we make too much of it? I think you guys
1: make just enough of it. I think... Because it's it's not hard to, to understand, hey, if you're very familiar with something or if you're more familiar with something than another person is, you have a step above them, right? And yeah. so not only does that happen in football, that's, that's how it happens in life. If you know more than another person, then you have a step up on them. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that, you know, intangibles that can make up for that inexperience in an offense. You know, oh, like he can different you know angles of the throw you know he can escape from the pocket or the pocket and create more time in there um but it's it's exactly what you said it's people make just enough of it because it makes sense if people are more familiar with it you're more comfortable, you're more with, comfortable it and, with it
0: and as an athlete you perform at your best when you're, when comfortable. you're comfortable when you
1: don't have to think When yeah. you don't
0: have to think and then the game just comes
1: natural to you you stop thinking and the only thing you're really thinking about is okay just Put them on the ground.
0: Right, right, yeah. And as offensive linemen, that's exactly what you want to do. You want to put them on the ground. <laughs> right. How many people did you put on the ground in your career? I put enough on the ground. Yeah. Okay. I put enough we'll on we'll the say ground. enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh. But. The skill players. I, I'm I'm fascinated to see who steps forward this year. I oh, think, yeah. you know, we talked about it a little bit last week with mm-hmm. some of the guys. Uh, Solomon Enos being named spring ball captain. Right. I'm really excited to see what kind of impact that has on him because I think that that's, that's a big deal uh, to be named a spring ball captain. Or, you know, maybe you could speak better to that. Is it a big deal to be named a spring ball captain? I think for solo it is.
1: I think is for solo it is. Maybe for some other people it probably isn't, but for solo it is just because the 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 players vote on it. Yeah, he knows that the players vote for it. He knows that the coaches already believe in him. But to know that the other players support him, they that they know that that he's the one. Because since day one, we talked about this last week. Since day one, since the day he stepped foot on this campus, he acted like a, a captain already. He he was. Well beyond his years and maturity, and you know work ethic and all this stuff, and so I think that the that the wide receiver core that Coach Holiday and you know Solo, they're going to be able to get these wide receivers, you know, um, more accountable in the run game, you know, better blockers, better cat, uh, route runners, all these different things, and so it's it's going to have I think a very positive positive effect on on Solo.
0: Running back position obviously is going to be a fun one because there's a, a good number of guys: T.J. Green, Devin Brumfield, Jordan Wilmore, Mackay Bernard, yeah. uh, as well as some other guys in the mix there. Uh, Tight end: Brent Keithy, Cole Fotheringham, Thomas Yasmin. Thomas. Um, you know, there's a lot. Uh, a lot of guys need to take a step forward and to and to improve their games. When you look at the skill players. You know because I asked you what needs to happen with the offensive line mm-hmm. what needs to happen with the skilled players this spring
1: Ooh, that's a good question um I think what they one thing that they're very that they're gonna be good at next year though is just the maturity of their of their kind of their core because mm-hmm. they have who they have brain Covey mm-hmm. they have solo BT they have Jalen Dixon one of the fastest People I've ever seen him yeah. and javelin, but they also have someone named Samson Nakula. Samson Nakula is an excellent, very trustworthy, uh, very trustworthy route runner and, and ball catcher. Um, I've always talked about it, like on the sideline, We'd be like you know, Samson is like he goes he, gets it. He is trustworthy. Yeah, he's like that's a great word for him. He's trustworthy. But one thing I think they really need to focus on is just you know is who, the the chemistry between them and the quarterback. Yeah. The chemistry between them and the quarterback. Because, yeah, they have some chemistry with you know with Cam, some chemistry, but they need to just be more consistent, be mm-hmm. more consistent. That ball security, ball security is everything at the U. Um, lock, load, and finish is what they always say over there. And so, um, yeah, they got caught sometimes with some fumbles here and there last year and, and stuff like that. But one thing they really need to focus on is just – that ball security as well as you know just going after that yeah. thing, just letting letting the top off and just going for it
0: okay that'll be fun to watch and i think that's that's the the thing i'm most interested in is to see who kind of takes on that mentality of just going and getting it yeah. right i i think you know brian thompson took a big step forward as as a receiver what what kind of level can he attain as a number one as a go-to guy can he become that go get it where you just throw it up because you trust him can he be that can solo be that mm-hmm. right can he be that go getter type and I think that's what I'm fascinated to see and maybe we don't see it this spring but yeah. I think during the off season mm-hmm. I think you know as we get into the season next year I think that is something that's going to be you know at the top of list a top at the top of the list for fans for coaches for for the staff and everything
1: and I feel like the more we solidify who's going to be throwing the ball who's who's the captain and who's the the go-to quarterback I think the more we solidify that the more chemistry they're going to have with you know with the BTs with the with the JDs with all these different players and so I think the faster the the University of Utah figures that out the The faster they'll be able to really develop, you know, those wide receivers into what they can be, those go tos, like you said.
0: So let's talk about the defense. Let's switch it over to the other side of the ball real quick and talk about what what needs to happen there. Because obviously you replace nine starters, mm-hmm. you also lose a, a few rotational guys, um, you know, in the secondary and. In that and so there's a lot that needs to be replaced and needs to be sorted out. Right. Have you? Did you ever go through on the offense side of the ball a period where you had to replace a lot of that talent? Were you there from like the Joe Williams, Troy, Troy Williams to Tyler Huntley's Zach Moss yeah. transition? So
1: that was that was our first year. That was my first year. Okay. So my first year we had almost our entire offensive line. Um, get drafted. We had the Isaac Asias, yeah. the J.J. J. the Sam Tevis who's doing an awesome job at the at the Chargers. And we had um I forget who else, but we had another we had another guard that went or no, there's a guard that stayed back. Uh his name was Lecka. Lecca. Lecka he yeah, was tough. Back,
0: yeah. He's in the X F L.
1: In the he's XFL. It down. Yeah, he's and he's doing doing yeah. really well. He's got and, a lot of T V time. Yeah, and so and then we had um Zach Moss obviously come in. We had the the switch from Troy Williams to Snoop, right? And let's see. And then there was like Brian Tom. Yeah, there's just a there's a big switch to you know what I was just so accustomed to, and so yeah. I'm going back to spring ball, there's there was a growing period because I remember we went to we barely made a bowl game the year my first year like really really they're like contributing to the team Yeah. after isaac and them left right we we only won 7 games the next year and we went to the heart of dallas bowl and you know it's it's going to be gro- they're they're going to be growing pains for the defense here at utah um but i think it's just a culture that you know that they buy in so easily on and they have the they have the the, the points and the keys to to go in different different positions but now it's just you know fine tuning Fine-tuning things.
0: So, for you as a player, what is that like? What's that like going through that kind of transitional period? You, so you, you weren't there for Garrett Bowles and Isaac Goss. Were you on? You were on the team. I was, I was on the
1: team, but okay. that was
0: my retro year. Right. Okay. So, okay. And for you, what's it like that offseason seeing the guys move on? What's your mentality like, and what are you seeing as a player? Where it's like, okay, uh, I've got to step up now. Like, what's that like for you guys?
1: Honestly, it's a lot of pressure. It was a lot of pressure, just knowing the the reputation of the O block. Yeah, and I know there's going to be a lot of pressure, not only on the players but on the coaches for this defensive side to to produce like they've been producing, right. like, produce like you folks will produce. You know, Bradley and I, and so the the players are going to feel that pressure, and some. You know, as sad as it is to say, some aren't going to be able to live up to that pressure. Some are going to kind of crumble and kind of, you know, be introverts and not really live up to those expectations. Um, but some will. Some yeah. are going to, you know, be up to the challenge to to meet those expectations. And so that was the hardest part for me, I think. I remember just going in there um, and, you know, I I was a co-starter. I, was, I started some games uh, that year. And so I just remember there just being kind of like a, a hesitation about myself. Like, sure. oh, am I really good enough to really be on the field at that time? Like, am I really – am I just here? The thoughts of am I just here just because – I'm only, like, the next one in line, or am I, like, really, really good enough to really be a Pac-12 player? And so thoughts of inadequacy, I think a lot of the players are going to feel because they're going to get in their heads. And that's
0: a natural thing to fill. I I remember, you know, this this will kind of date me, but I remember the Jazz and moving on from John Stockton. Nobody wanted to come (laughs) to Utah to replace John Uh Stockton's shoes, right, because, you know, he was... He was viewed as the greatest point guard of all time. There was a lot of pressure. Nobody wanted to come in. And, you know, it took going through Carlos Arroyo and, and going through uh, John Karate's and and these types of guys to bring in Darren Williams. And I always remember that, you know, be, that being mentioned, especially I remember it specifically because Andre Miller talked about maybe he didn't talk about but that was the thought was that there was too much pressure coming in and replacing John Mm -hmm. Stockton and I think that's just the thing that not only athletes go through but I think there's a lot of pressure in just the real world of replacing you know somebody that's been really good at their job and I think there's so there's there's going to be those natural feelings, those natural natural human emotions that these mm-hmm. guys are going to have to go through. It's going to be fascinating to see who steps up. Right, and I think there are some some key players and key positions that will keep the defense, um, you know, moving forward. And they're not going to be as good as they were last year. Right. That was an elite group of talent and and guys that had bought into the program and into the culture and into the coaching staff. You know, that takes time to develop. The key is they have talent at spots to replace a lot of those guys. And it's just a matter of how quickly can they acclimate themselves into the program? How quickly can they... Just kind of get their feet under them. And, and to your point, realize that they are Pac-12 players, yeah. right? And I think that's the thing is when you know that and when you're comfortable with that and you're confident in yourself in that way, that will allow you to really kind of perform and shine. And I think that's going to be an interesting dynamic to see. You know. Us media members, I'm not sure how we can cover that. You know, like, (laughs) how how do we explain that type of thing? It's just one of those things that has to happen over time. It may not happen during spring ball, it may not happen over the summer and fall camp, it may not happen until next year. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just one thing that's going to have to happen with these guys. And it's it's going to be fun. So uh, again, spring ball starts uh, later today. They'll be back at it tomorrow, and then they'll practice again. What on Thursday? Thursday, Thursday. Uh, and then they'll be back at it next week uh, again. So, man, Paul, it's been it's been almost an hour, bro. It's, it's awesome. time flies. <laughs> time flies. Tom, take your time getting back here. We'll continue to right. to hold it down here, um, but. Uh, Paul, thanks so much for coming down and helping out, man. Um, we'll, we would love to keep you on and keep you involved in any way that we can. We're excited for you and what you're moving toward. You're like, I, like we talked about you're, you're dieting, you're doing the keto thing. (laughs) You're looking slim and trim. I'm just trying to be a model, baby. Hey, you know what? If football doesn't work out, yeah, you may have an opportunity (laughs) modeling, um, But, again, we appreciate you hopping in here. Um, We're excited for you and excited for all the you boys in general. So uh, we will be back at it again next week. I'm not sure if Tom is going to be back in action or not. So, Paul... You'll be uh, you'll be on call basically. Just let
1: me know, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, the listeners. Again, please subscribe, rate, and review. Um, we are so thankful for the listeners and and the response that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks have been has been great. It's a lot of fun to see that. Um, I want to be uh, I want to remind you guys we are I'm at U Zone. I'm the managing editor at U Zone. We're running a special right now, fifty percent off, uh, which is perfect timing for spring ball if you want all the updates and everything like that uh, you can head on over to Zone. Um, but we'll be back at it again next week for myself Steve Bartle for Paul Tawala who may or may not be back next week (laughs) but we'll keep you involved Uh, this has been the It's Utah World Podcast signing off